This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. Well, in the famous uh, words of Boomer Esiason, hump day. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Jerry and Al with the uh, postgame podcast for you as Boomer and Carton wrap up the day. And I had moment of the day today, Al, which was I thought kind of funny, although it didn't end with hilarity at the end, but it was kind of cool. Uh, the comments you and Eddie had, and this was listening to, and if you shut your eyes and listen to this, and I strongly suggest you go and listen to Moment of the Day if you don't know what we're talking about. Boomer and Craig were trying to put the closed captioning up on the TV and couldn't do it. Now, they ultimately did, but it was comical listening to them. They sounded like an old married couple. One thought they knew how to do it. The other thought they knew how to do it. Both were wrong. Eventually, they got it, but it really was actually quite funny, and the fact that Clark Gillies was in there, Clark Gillies was in there listening to it with you guys the whole thing was just a bleep show, and it was actually very funny. Yeah, we got a call from a woman who says she does the closed captioning for us, and she lives in Pittsburgh. She was on vacation this week, mm. so she wanted to call in and tell us that she does the closed captioning for us. Which is great. Which I didn't know was a human being. I thought it was voice recognition myself. Yeah, I don't understand how the closed captioning people can type this quickly. Well, there are people, speed typers, that can type hundreds of words per minute. I don't get that. Well, I mean, you type every day. You don't yes. think if you did it constantly, you would get to the point where you could start to transcribe what is being said? I guess, but even like she has to write type in Boomer every time Boomer talks, right? Or do you think uh, there's, would, a, there's I, a shortcut key for I, that? There's got to be a shortcut key. My question would be, how does she transcribe when Craig starts doing, humlet, humlet, hey, ho, what do you write for that? Yeah, she said uh, she'll write sometimes just uh, Craig mumbling. Because <laughs> she also said she made a shortcut key because we say booyakasha so right. often and that she doesn't know how to spell it. She actually, she said she went to my Twitter feed and saw that I wrote it out one how time, booyakasha, and uh, then she made a shortcut key for that. So she hears a specific word, boom, hit the button, it's yeah. on the screen. The other thing I don't understand, similar even more so than the closed captioning people, are the the court stenographers. Yeah, I've how never... Does that work? I it's don't a, know. It looks like a mini typewriter, so it doesn't even look like it's as big as a regular typewriter. Right. How are you typing? Don't know. Those were, and that you can't screw up. I got, if I, you screw up closed captioning on the Boomer and Carton show, who cares? I'll give you another one. And you've been in locker rooms. Yeah. Explain to me how a writer goes in there, the ones that don't have recorders, and there still are some that do that. They go in there with their pad and their pen, and you look at what they're writing as they're listening to the player or the athlete, 
and it's chicken scratch, yeah. worse than a doctor's prescription form. These are the people that are putting quotes in the paper. Yeah, I don't get it, how some people can can either write or type so quickly. I'd love to see that court stenographer, just the, the piece of equipment. What is What are those buttons? Why don't you buy one? Well, I could just Google it, maybe. Just well, you- Google court stenographer. Is that called a typewriter? Um, court stenographer typewriters? What is it called? A stenographer? Stenographer. S-T-E-N, if you're Googling. It's called a court stenographer keyboard. Yeah. And you can get one. Are you ready for this? Yeah. You can, can buy one of these things for $35. Can you Google image it so I can see what it looks like when I, have I get the images off the up, air? Yes. I don't know what the hell this is. Yeah, there's I don't know basically, how that works. now just looking at it, there's, there are different ones, but they each button has numerous letters on it. Okay. Very strange. And then there's also images for shorthand. And I guess this is what reporters do. And you talk about the chicken scratch. I'm looking at this shorthand. This looks like something out of the ancient times. Oh, actually, shorthand was an actual thing. Like, uh, you could take shorthand courses in, like, I'm sure, you know, back in the 50s and 60s, they gave all women shorthand courses. Like, if you were going to be a secretary... Back in the day when they wouldn't allow women to have all these other uh, jobs. But I'm looking at these pictures. This is a joke. Yeah. I mean, how does any of this make any sense? These aren't letters. Maybe someone that hears this can tweet to us if they're a court stenographer. Oh, I'm sure. I'd love to see that. By the way, can I just say something? Because we're going to move on anyway. Yeah, moving on, Jerry. Why is it that when I try to plug and pop this podcast during the show like I did today? Yeah. I'm okay with Boomer and Craig just ignoring me. Will you open your mouth and say something? Well, I go based on them. They're ignoring you. Then I, that, they always ignore me. Yeah, but I like. I also love the awkwardness of somebody just being left hung out there. I like that. That's fun. Well, I'm used to that by now. Jerry, here's something interesting <laughs> that happened to me this morning at 2:30 a.m. as I was leaving my home. This can't be a good Basking, story. Yeah, in Basking Ridge, uh, New Jersey. Coyotes. No. I, although there's nothing but coyotes in the news oh, lately. There are yes. a lot of coyotes in New York City for some reason and New Jersey. But this this morning at 2.30 a.m. As I'm, as I'm going down, I have a garage, uh, individual garage. And as I'm going there, the, the parking lot, there's never anyone out there. It's 2.30 in the right. morning. I see a man walking around in the uh, in the parking lot in between cars. Really? And he appeared to have a cigarette. So I got very nervous, and because I had, I opened my garage as I saw him, and I uh, essentially ran into my car and locked the door, <laughs> and then started my car. And as I started driving away, I thought, I'm going to call the police, and 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 say a uh, suspicious person is yeah. roaming the parking lot. No one should be out roaming the parking lot at two thirty in the morning where I live, Jerry, in a bo- very bougie town. And uh, so I called the police. I didn't call 911. You don't Good. call 911 in that situation. An Not an emergency, but I called the dispatch, Basking Ridge Police Department. And I said, There's, uh, I'd like to report a suspicious person. He's roaming the parking lot at 2.30 a.m. They took my information and all that stuff. A few minutes later, the phone rang on my way into work. It was the uh, police department. And they said, uh, the, the suspicious person you uh, reported is your neighbor. <laughs> he was watching a meteor shower. <laughs> so now... You idiot. This guy's going to see me. Like, Look at this tool. Did you not recognize him? I was so nervous that I was seeing somebody at 2.30 a.m. I, I I didn't want that person to think I was I was seeing them as a right. suspicious person. So I glanced as if I would always see someone at 2.30 a.m. in my parking lot. Got in my car and took, and off. took off. 
And he was just looking for a meteor shower. Which was very accurate and honest because yeah. if you watched the Met game last night, they showed it on SNY. Keith Hernandez was talking about really? the whole thing. Yes. That's funny. Hmm. Uh, I've never called the cops on my neighbors, although I did live next to strippers one time. And I came close to calling the cops because, you know, strippers, at least in Jersey, get out at 2, 2.30. Again, 2.30. Nothing and good you, happens you, at 2.30. You're uh, over by the Gogorama, probably closer to uh, At the time, area. yes, as a matter of fact. So this is, we're going back to like the late 90s, early 2000s. We were in a townhouse, and so they're connected, and you can hear stuff. And so a party's going on at 4 o'clock in the morning, and there's more than just stuff going on. Uh, you get to a point. I'm sitting there like, do I call the cops? Like, I can't sleep. I literally had to get up. I think I had to come in and work with Richard Near that morning, running the board for him or something. I'm looking at the guy. I'm like, God, you got to be kidding me. So finally, I forget it. And I get up at 5 o'clock. They were just leaving the house at 5 o'clock in the yeah. morning. But I, unlike you, was not a – well, I guess they were inside, so there's nothing to be afraid of. But there's a lot of noise. There's stuff like this in the middle of the night. No good. And yeah. There's nothing good about it. I am a I am a call-the-cops guy. I've never called the cops. I am also at a uh, hotel. I call the front desk. The uh, people next door are you to an me annoyance? Are, are, are being noisy, yeah. Now, what does that mean, being noisy? Like, if you hear thump, 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 where you know they're having sexual activity, does that freak no, you out? No, sexual activity is not... I always assume that'll be over quickly. So is it... I'm using my own experiences. <laughs> That's sad. So are you talking about music? If they're playing music or they're yeah. yelling? Yeah, there's a lot just of just talking. Yeah, a lot of action in the hallway, a lot of talking, a lot of partying, blasting the bass. And so you wouldn't just go knock on the door and ask them to no, turn it down? No, because that sounds like an altercation, which I'm, I will never win an altercation. I will <laughs> never win a physical, in-person altercation. Well, you give yourself some credit. You work out every effing day. Yeah, but day. I can't fight anyone, Jerry. How do you know? I could just tell. There's, there's people who are... Who are fighters. See, here's where you're wrong. Here's where you're wrong. I have seen you enraged. I do get enraged. Yeah, that's true. I have seen you enraged. You're going to tell me you couldn't kick the snot out of somebody in that moment? Yeah, probably. Of course you could. Of course I could, Jerry. I'm man. I'm not telling you to stand up right now and start fighting someone in a nice, calm state. But if someone gets to you, I've seen the the veins pop out of your neck as I'm spitting all over the microphone. I've seen your face and your head get red. Yes. You'd be fine. Yeah, so just a word to my neighbors. If you get out of line, I will call the police. Mainly if you're suspicious. Well, the line should be, if you get a line, I'm going to kick your ass. Not I'm yeah. going to call the cops. Well, I don't want to, yeah. Oh, again with you. All right, uh, Thanksgiving Day. So we got the NFL schedule yesterday. Oh, we did. And I'm just, I mean, with all these primetime games for the Cowboys. Oh, you're still I, doing I Cowboys this year. I can't take it anymore. Well, good news for you, Jerry. Well, I haven't uh, signed the contract yet, but I'm assuming I am, yes. Uh, week one, you'll you'll be staying up oh. really late for a Sunday night game. Oh, yeah, I know. Cowboys, Giants, Sunday night football. So awesome. Um so where I was going with this? So Thanksgiving, the lineup: the Cowboys play the Panthers at four thirty. The Lions play somebody. Well, that's at a noon. terrible Thanksgiving game. Cowboys. Why? The Panthers are in the playoffs uh, last year. They're still. I always see the Panthers as still a um. What do you expansion, expansion team? team? I know they've been the Super Bowls. I mean, they beat the Cowboys in the playoffs how many years ago? Uh, they're so boring and dull to watch. Ah, uh, I'm not saying you're wrong, but that's what it is. I mean, Cowboys, give me Panthers Cowboys, Redskins. Give me a. Cowboy. How about Packers Bears? Are you excited about I love, that? I right, love Packers Bears. Classic. That's, that's where I was going. That's the Thursday night, Thanksgiving night game at Lambeau Field. And you say, all right, cool rivalry game. But it's a little more than that because the Packers will welcome back Brett Favre and retire his number that night. Too soon, too long. Yeah, you, you like this I spot? think it's perfect. Perfect. First of all, it's on Thanksgiving. No one's going to be pissy on Thanksgiving and boo. You can't boo anybody on Thanksgiving. You can. Uh, they've been very successful since he left with Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. He's uh, said, I think, and done the right thing and disappeared for long enough. I think it's actually perfect timing. I think he'll get a huge... All they got to do, 
they show a highlight package before they bring him out. Sure. They show the highlights from that game Monday night after his dad passed away when he was throwing up everything in Oakland. In Oakland and yep. do, they show him winning the – did he win Super Bowls? Yes, he, he won show one. Him, him winning a Super Bowl. Yes. You show him uh, doing the, the – Patriots. They beat the Patriots. I remember that clearly. Uh, you show all those things. Then you bring them out. All the big cheers, especially if they're leading at halftime, if they're doing it at halftime, yes. it would be perfect. Yeah, the Bears never it. win there, so they probably will be. Do you think I'm going to give you, uh, let's see, we make a little wager here for a dollar. You know, oh, like right, to, a dollar. I like that. Stupid. A trading places type of wager. Um, will you see anybody, one, just one, Viking Favre jersey in the crowd? That yes. Time? You think so? Yeah, some douchey. Like Packer fan will wear like or, or if, if there's a Bear fan there. How about a Jets Favre no. jersey? See, I think you will because it's green. It matches. If somebody you know that's a huge Favre fan in Green Bay, there was no issue with him going to the Jets. Right. I guarantee you, a lot of people in Green Bay bought Favre jerseys with the Jets. It's green. Right. You could wear it, get away with it. The Viking one would stand out like a sore yeah. thumb, especially if it's the purple one, not yeah, the white one. Purple, the purple one. one. So I don't know, it's kind of cool. Now, why haven't they said this is the first Thanksgiving game in Lambeau in a very long time? Yes, correct. Why is that? I know they well because the Cowboys and Lions have hosted the game for the last forty years. Oh, why would I not know that? I, I honestly have no idea why you wouldn't know that. I'll probably edit that I mean, part out. No, 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 no. We don't this. edit. We don't edit. And then it'll be like we don't really edit. smooth. No edit. It'll just be a really smooth. You leave in my stupid intros. We live in your stupid comments. It'll just be just uh, this will all come out. And Not then it'll coming be out. Really smooth. Uh, real? Do you realize the? You realize when the Lions started playing Thanksgiving Day games in Detroit? They started it <laughs> in the twenties. Uh, well, I don't know about the 20s, but I think the 30s, yeah. I mean, they've been doing it for like 75 years. Do you like when the Cowboys wear that white helmet? Hate it. The special hate Thanksgiving? It. Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. When they're day. at home, I want them in their white jerseys, silver yeah. helmets, and the stupid star. I don't want these uh, throwback uniforms. And last year, they're wearing blue. What yes. was that? The old Jinx no. uniforms. Yes, the Jinx in the 80s with Danny White and Jim Jeffcoat and Ed Tall jones and Tony Dorsett. Holy crap, and Doug Cosby. They yeah. wore those... Oh, and I you, how about finish this one? Eugene the Levy. No, <laughs> the hitting machine. I don't know who that is. Lockhart. Oh, okay, yeah, remember Eugene. Him? I do remember him. What they was... always lost when they wore those yeah. jerseys. And matter of fact, the Giants would wear white just to get them to wear blue. Red, Redskins would do it every now and then. God. Eagles would do it every now and then also just to make yes. so the Danny White era Cowboys wear blue and get it in their head that they could lose. Right. I think the 83 championship game where White got hurt and Hogaboom came in, Hogaboom. the Cowboys were wearing blue in that game. Yeah. And I think it was like 35-17 or something that the Redskins won that game. And I remember watching that like, they can't win. They're wearing right. blue. What the are blue. they doing? Awful. Just awful. Al, I'd like you uh, to come on over here and just feel my face. All right. I mean, well, you don't have to, but oh. you can look at it. I, I mean, like look at how good this looks. I mean, this is smooth. It's smooth. <laughs> it's, it's like a baby's bottom. Holy cow, it looks awesome. You know why? Using Harry's. And if you don't believe me, you have to try it because these razors are that good. Uh, I've been doing it now for six, seven weeks. Love it, love it, love it. Harry's starter set, you've got to get one to believe it for yourself. And it includes a razor, three of Harry's high-quality German-engineered blades, and a bottle of shaving cream, all shipped straight to your door. And this is the part that I love the most, shipped for free to your door. You never got to go out and buy razors ever again. I love things shipped to my door, Jerry. If you go to harrys.com and enter the code POSTGAME at checkout, you get $5 off your first order of a starter set. That's right, with the promo code POSTGAME, get a month's worth of shaving for just $10. That's harrys.com, code POSTGAME at checkout, and change the way you shave forever, Jerry, as you have. I have. 
Uh, our one of our uh, well, Showtime is a CBS property, I believe. They have a brand new documentary that's coming out May sixteenth. It's on Allen Iverson. Interesting. Now, I am not a basketball fan. I don't really know much about Allen Iverson, but I am all in for sports documentaries. They're great, aren't they? Yeah, I'll go any. I'll I'll watch those thirty for thirties. I like um, I like the uh, sixty minutes on Showtime or Sports sixty minutes. Um, I've forgotten what we call that. I like any of those uh, HBO uh, Brian Gumble shows. Yeah. So real I'll sports. be real sports. I'm all in on sports documentaries. And this guy had a kind of a crazy life, this Allen Iverson. Are you aware of any of, of uh, any of his background? I'm not. Uh, I, I can I could relay a weird story what? about him. Yes, please do. So he's with the Sixers at the time. I'm covering the Nets. This has got to be 1998, 99, whatever, maybe 2000. I'm covering the Nets for the radio station. I'm a young buck, if you will. And that's not dollar hot dogs. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> joking with myself. <laughs> so we go into the locker room afterwards, and Iverson had, like, 35 points. You know, a normal Iverson night, Sixers beat the Nets. The Nets were just starting to get better at that point. And we're all we're all huddled around his locker, and everybody else is coming and going, and we're waiting, and we're waiting. And usually it's 10, 15 minutes after the game's over. Finally, about a half hour goes by, and finally he comes out. And he's, you know, he's... Got to get himself dressed. He's got the towel on. He took the shower, and everybody backs up. He gets himself dressed. Everything's good. We're waiting and waiting and waiting. And he turns around, and he takes out of his pocket a stack of cash that had to have been, it had to be twenty five, thirty, forty thousand dollars. $40,000. I mean, it was ridiculous. He looks at us all. He goes, y'all waiting for me? We're like, well, yeah. He goes, nah, not interested. <laughs> it's good to be king. And walks out. <laughs> and and, and someone that I didn't care, I actually found it funny um, because I wasn't a quote-unquote beat reporter, but I felt bad for the writers that really had to get a story. Some of them were really angry, like, we got to go file a report with you know the Basketball Writers Association, but I will never forget that. And there's a couple of things I will never forget covering the Nets. That's one of them yeah. in that small little visitor's locker room at the Meadowlands. Yeah, I'll be all tuned into that on May 16th. That's a Saturday, and Jerry, I'm very busy on Saturdays. Like I, I go out a lot. I just party a lot on Saturday, so I'll be setting the DVR for that one. That May, May 16th, that is, I believe, May, uh, Mohegan Sun weekend. Oh, Mohegan Sun weekend. As a matter of fact, and there's a softball game that day, which is... Oh, right, softball another game. Another game I won't be able to yeah. make. Well, you got a uh, Little League? I do, Matthew. He's got to get. Listen, what am I supposed to no, do? You, you explain do the, to me. You got to do the fatherly thing. Because here's the thing. And I was ready to go to Mohegan Sun last Wednesday. We don't go. Why? You had something to do. Eddie wouldn't go. I'm but busy. that's okay. We forget about that. Yes. I can't do something for a legitimate family reason, and I'm a jackass. Yeah. I mean, really, I, do you think I don't want to do these things? You do want to do them. Of course I want to do them. But I'm at a stage in my life with my kids. They're not infants. They're not in college like Boomer has. <laughs> I, what can I tell you? And you said your one boy is obsessed with NHL hockey. Matthew loves it. And yes. knows all the players. He does. On, all, on even like the Calgary Flames. Yes. As a matter of fact, when we mentioned last night uh, as we were getting ready for the game, sometimes he'll write out the games that he's interested in. And he said to me, he goes, hey, Johnny Hockey's playing tonight. And I'm embarrassed to say, I said, I said, who? He goes, come on, daddy's from Jersey. I'm like, okay, another guess. He's like, Goudreau. I'm like, what team's he playing for? What do you mean he writes out the games? Uh, he will write out the games he's interested in. As he gives to, them to you to say, like, hey, let's get some updates with these games? He'll do it because he has come to work with me and he sees how I do it. So he will write out, like, a score sheet of only the games he's interested in so that he can not forget in the morning to find out who won them. Oh, okay. Because he goes to bed by 9.30, so a lot of times games aren't over yet. And in a case like the Calgary Flames playing at 9 or 10 o'clock last night, 
He didn't even see the start of the game. But right. he's into this Johnny Hockey guy because he's from Jersey and apparently went to Boston College. And he's 23 years old or 22 years old. Yeah, I remember we did a story on him a couple weeks ago because he, uh, he was trying to trademark Johnny Hockey. Is that true? I yeah. didn't even know that. And I, I don't think it went through. Yes, well, he is very into all the hockey, so very cool. I have nothing else on my sheet here, Jerry. I don't know how we end. Anything these. else strike you from the show today? Anything? No, no, nothing. I thought Clark Gillies was great. He was good. Huh, that's it. We still haven't figured out how did these end. Like, how do we end these? Well, I mean, we've been could doing always, it for three months. I mean, we could always be like, you know, say what you got to say, brother, and yeah. then you'd be like, all right, everybody, oh, have a great day. Join Evan next, and I'd be like, peace. I'd like to do like right. peace out. See ya. No, yeah. that's Michael K. I can't do that. Oh yeah, uh, peace out. Peace that's out. fine. Yeah, Ron and Fez used to do see us. Is that true? So you can't do that because if he's got it, is, I always liked, but I can't do this because Russo did. I was like, adios. But you can't do that. That was how he ended every show. The Ron and Fez one was great because at the end, like the last 15 minutes of the show was just plunking down the calls and people are going like this. Hey, Ron and Fez. See <laughs> Sue! Just see it. That was just the end of the show. That was the for 10, 15 minutes. You know, Sue! You know who's got a good one? Which is funny. Mike's got a good one because he never really says goodbye. What does he do? He throws to the update and leaves. Hmm. Like Sometimes he'll be like, all right, you know, uh, Yankee baseball coming up. Uh, now the update with CeeLo. Boom. Like, okay. And that's the end of it. Because it is an awkward ending where you end it with an update going into a game. It's a little different than when a show ends at 10 o'clock, like, you know, normal programming, like Joe and Evan. Sometimes that, Joe will sign off. He'll just let the music run for 35 seconds. I told you a psychologist friend of mine told me that the, th- there should be a clear goodbye when you're leaving someone. Like, w- oh, like I don't feel like we're leaving no, each other. we're leaving the audience. Right, but they know we're coming back tomorrow. But, we sh- but there still should be a proper goodbye. All right, so... Here we go. On right. three, you give your goodbye. Okay. One, and you're doing yours as well? Yeah. Or am yeah. I doing separate? We'll do them separate. Oh. You do yours first. Okay. One, two, three. So, so that's it. That's how you would end the show. Well, I thought you were I meant doing like yours. end the show. Oh. So I was like Boomer and Craig. Yeah, they always end the show. So here we go. All One, right, two, three. It. You end the show. One, two, three. Go. And that'll do it, folks. So. That's it? Yeah. Well, those are the <laughs> endings. You can't talk after the end. All right. My turn. Ready? Right. One, two, three. All right, that'll do it for the post-game podcast. Back tomorrow. Enjoy your Wednesday in podcast land. Bye-bye. See, that's a good clean out. I don't know about bye-bye. No, bye-bye is not good. See, I can't do anything else. You got Sia. I can't do adios. I can't do stay classy. I can't do peace. All these things are taken. That peace was good. Yeah, but Craig did that for a couple years. Can't be copycats. All right, this has gone way too long. I'll see you tomorrow. Edit this out. Goodbye. Stars of the show, Alan Jerry.